Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. Thank you for joining me for Bible study. We are currently studying being a disciple, counting the real cost. If you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Precept Ministries International. Today we will read scriptures from John chapter 6. Okay, let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together again for the study of your word. Lord, um, we love you, we praise you, and we just thank you for the gift of salvation um, that you have freely given us. Um, You have offered that to each one of us. I pray, Lord, um, that your spirit would continue to work in our hearts during our time together, and I pray that we will seek you, Lord, with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bible study workbook, um, please turn to page 35. Otherwise, please open your Bibles. Again, we are reading um, John chapter 6, verses 70, I'm sorry, verse verses 60 through 71 today. Okay? Um, first, before I begin looking at that passage, um, I would like to start by reading some opening comments from the week four introduction. And again, that is found on page 35. It says, we have looked at the call of a disciple and the cost of discipleship. Now we want to look at the commitment of a disciple. What proves whether a person is a true disciple of Jesus Christ or not? Is it possible to be a disciple a learner, a follower for a while, and not be a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thereby miss the gift of eternal life, and instead spend eternity in the lake of fire. This is what we want to look at this week. Okay? Um, In the observation section, it reads as follows. By the third year of Jesus's ministry, his popularity was waning. Opposition was increasing. In John 6, we read that as Jesus taught in the synagogue in Capernaum, he made it explicitly clear that he was the living bread sent by the living Father and that only those who ate his flesh and drank his blood would abide in him and live forever. In other words, abiding, meaning continuing, remaining, in Jesus was the only means to eternal life. Jesus' words were not well received by all. Okay? Uh, We're going to look at um, this passage in John 6. And as always, there are markings. And again, markings help us to focus on keywords and phrases in the text to help us with our understanding. Okay. So, um, the first thing that we are to do, it says here, mark every occurrence of the word disciples, including any relative pronouns or synonyms such as the 12. Also on the next page, it says, to put a big B, a capital B, over every occurrence of the word believe. Okay? So let's begin in verse 60, again, of John chapter 6. Therefore, many of his disciples, marked disciples, with 
an arrow as we've done before. He's going to draw an arrow under the word disciples. When they heard this said, Mark they, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? Who? So again, um, there are three references to disciples in verse 60. Moving on to verse 61. But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, Mark disciples, said to them, Mark them, does this cause you to stumble? Mark you. Moving on to verse 62. What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? Mark you. Next page, page 36. We're in verse 63 now. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Mark you. Verse 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. You would mark you and who, referring to the disciples. And also you would, of course, mark the word believe with a capital B. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe. So you would mark who and they, referring to disciples, and who it was that would betray him. Mark who there as well. Moving on to verse 65. And he was saying, for this reason, I have said to you, Mark you, that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. Verse 66, as a result of this, many of his disciples, Mark disciples, withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Okay, next page at the top beginning with verse 67. So Jesus said to the twelve, Mark the twelve. You do not want to go away also, do you? You would mark you and you. Verse 68, Simon Peter. Um, you can also, I think, mark um, him. He was one of the twelve disciples. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Mark we. You have words of eternal life. Moving on to verse 69. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So you would mark we and the word believed. Verse 70, Jesus answered them, mark them, did I myself not choose you? Mark you. Continuing the 12, and yet one of you is a devil. So you would mark the 12 and also you as well. Verse 71 now he meant Judas the son of Simon Iscariot. So you would mark um, Judas the son of Simon Iscariot. For he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. You would mark he and also the twelve. Okay? So again, as always, I am going to reread this passage without interruption. And if you missed any markings, or if I missed any markings, please feel free to do those as I reread the passage. Okay? Again, starting with verse 60. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a difficult statement, who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? 
What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, For this reason I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Now he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Okay, so there is quite a bit there in that passage. So let's begin looking at the discussion questions, which are found on page 36 and 37. So the first one, it says here, what is the atmosphere in verses 60 through 61 and why? Um, well, his disciples, Jesus' disciples, and by disciples here, we're looking at not just the 12, but the larger group of people who were following, um, who was following Jesus, okay? His disciples had a difficult time accepting the very words of Jesus, and Jesus was quite aware of their grumbling. Um, so there is resistance in the atmosphere. Jesus made it clear that he was the living bread sent by God the Father. Those who truly follow him are those who have made a decision um, to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And again, to put the statement in context, um, we know, as mentioned in the observation section, that that statement, which was very symbolic, of course, not literal, it meant to abide in Christ, continuing to follow, to walk with him, to remain in him, um, putting him first, to truly be his follower, to pr truly be his disciple, okay? Um, also, I would um, encourage you to go back and read the entire text um, of John chapter 6 to get the full meaning of the interchange between Jesus and the disciples. Okay? Moving on to the next question. It says, move through the text verse by verse and discuss what you learn in each one about the disciples. What's the problem in verse 64. Um, well, I think we've already talked about um, what we saw in verse 60 and 61. Jesus made it clear his expectation and there was a grumbling in the crowd. Okay. Moving on, looking at, let's look at 63 and then of course 64. Um, in verse 63, Jesus was speaking to the crowd about spiritual food, not physical. He was offering them eternal life. Verse 64, um, Jesus was aware from the beginning that some did not believe. They were unwilling to follow him 
Jesus, Jesus was also aware from the beginning which one of the 12 would betray him. Moving on to 65, again, we're looking at um, the disciples in each verse. Verse 65, um, Jesus continues by saying um, that God, that God the Father draws men to him. Okay, moving on to verse 66, uh, many of his disciples, those who were part of the crowd, um, decided not to follow Jesus because of what he asked of them. Okay. And we know following Jesus, there is a cost, there is a requirement, um, and some are unwilling to accept that cost. Verse 67, as it pertains to the disciples, um, I'll read that to you. Again, it says, so Jesus said to the 12, you do not want to go away also, do you? So he posed a question um, to see where their hearts were. And Simon Peter responded, if you look at verses 68 and 69, and he says, Lord, where would we go? Um, and Peter was speaking to um, speaking to Jesus on behalf of the 12. Of course, um, we find out in scripture that Judas um, did portray the Lord, um, but Peter was speaking on behalf of the chosen disciples, and he um, acknowledges that they know that he is the Holy One of God. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior of the world. Okay? So, um, again, in verses 70, um, we know that um, the Lord speaks to the, dis the disciples, um, letting them know that, of course, he has chosen them, and he also has um, recognized and known, of course, that um, one will be, betray him, as it says as well in verse 71, it does say in 71, again specifically, now he meant Judas the son of Simon Iscariot, the one he calls a devil in verse 70, okay? So let's move on to the next question. It says, um, number th question three, what do you learn about Jesus's words in verse 63? According to this passage, how did some of Jesus's disciples respond to what he said? If you miss Jesus's words, don't believe them. What are you missing? Okay. So what they're saying here is that um, some of the, the disciples, if we look back at verse 63, um, it says here, let me just read that. It says, it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Um, and we know that some chose to um, withdraw from him, to walk away. They were unwilling to accept Jesus' teaching and follow him. Uh, even though what he said again, um, he was offering them eternal life. Okay? So they missed... The, the whole importance of his teaching, they didn't quite understand, again, what it truly meant to have eternal life, okay? Moving on to the next question, um, we're asked to look at verse 66. Um, it says, why did many disciples withdraw? So once again, they were unwilling to accept the cost to follow him. And the next question, it says, did Jesus alter his message, soften it, adjust it so 
they would stay. What does this tell you about our responsibility, the responsibility of the church when people come inquiring about Jesus Christ and Christianity? Uh, we have a responsibility to share the complete teaching of Christ, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to be his disciple, and there is a cost. Yes, there's, of course, eternal life, there's blessings, but at the same time, um, Jesus himself clearly has given us expectations to be called his disciple, and we have to share that as well. The next question, what about the 12? What do you learn about them? Um, I mentioned that earlier that um, they chose to stay all except, of course, Judas Iscariot, okay? The others chose to um, follow him, and Peter spoke on their behalf, as we saw in verses 68 and 69, okay? Um, moving on to question seven, what other verse does 68 parallel? Verse 68 says, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. Um, I believe that would be verse 63. Again, um, Jesus says, I have spoken to you. The words that he has spoken are spirit and our life. Okay. The next question, verse, um, question number eight, what does this tell you about the importance of the word of God, its value, its power? Um, the word of God is truth. Um, and there's no exception. Uh, we are not to deviate. We're not to look to the right or to the left. We're to accept the Lord's word as truth, the word of God. And the last question, if someone were to ask if it is possible to call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ and not really be a true follower of his, what would, you answer, what would your answer be according to this passage? Um, well, I would say that a true follower of Jesus Christ um, is someone who has accepted truth, has accepted the words of Jesus Christ, um, believes in the teaching of Jesus. And um, I believe you have to, if you were to call yourself a disciple, then you are also a true follower. You believe in the words of Christ and you have made a decision to follow and to obey. So I believe that um, a disciple must be a true follower, true believer of Jesus Christ. Okay? I am going to conclude our study for today. As always, I encourage you to go back and reread today's passage. And as a reminder, I think it would be helpful to go back and read chapter 6, the entire chapter, to get a deeper understanding of today's passage. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.